Please prepare your hearts for the reading of God's holy word. Acts 17, 16 through 34. Oh, um, now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he reasoned in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons and in the marketplace every day with those who happened to be there. Some of the Epicurean and Stoic philosophers were conversed with him. And some said, what does this babbler wish to say? Others said, he seems to be a preacher of foreign divinities because he was preaching Jesus in the resurrection. And they took him and brought him to the Areopagus saying, may we know what this new teaching is that you're presenting? For you bring some strange things to our ears. We wish to know therefore what these things mean. Now all the Athenians and the foreigners who lived there would spend their time in nothing except telling or hearing something new. So Paul, standing in the midst of the Areopagus, said, Men of Athens, I perceive that in every way you are very religious. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. What therefore you worship is unknown, this I proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. And he made from one man every nation of mankind to live on the face of the earth, having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place, that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. Yet he is not actually far from each one of us, for in him we live and move and have our being, and even as some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed his offspring. Being then God's offspring, we ought not to think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone, an image formed by the heart and imagination of man. The times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this, he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. Now, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, but others said, we will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst, but some men joined him and believed. Among them also were Dionysius, the Areopagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Hello, Flat Rock Community Church. Greetings to you in the precious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Kiran Kumar Bodu. I live in Hyderabad, India, uh, which is about 12 million populated city, one of the biggest cities in Hydra in India. Um, I used to live in the States when I was in Nashville, Tennessee. I visited um, Flat Rock Community Church several times and uh, it is my privilege and honor to be with you this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, in 2019, when I moved to India, uh, 2019, November, when I moved to India, I started a ministry called New Life Initiative. New Life Initiative's main vision is to uh, uplift people from darkness to light. 
leading people from death to life in Jesus Christ. And uh, we've been uh, training uh, about 35 pastors from January 2020. Um, the idea is these pastors have no theological background before. And also uh, some of those the pastors are uh, church planters. So these pastors never had a theological training. So I am personally training these people. So the idea is um, these pastors go and plant churches after this training. And the second thing I'm doing uh, in India is uh, I go to village churches and town churches and train uh, the churches, pastors, elders and believers uh, for evangelism. With the evangelism skills, so that these people could go and reach their community and the villages. So, and the third thing we are doing is also mercy ministry. For the last uh, several days, India has been locked down for 25 days from now. Uh, because of that, uh, uh, daily wage laborers have no work, and uh, a lot of street beggars have no food. So we are we are getting a lot of requests and. Uh, I've been working on organizing food distributions um, yesterday. And so these, these are the, the main um, uh, works of New Life Initiative has been involved in. And thank you so much for having me. Um, I, we also heard that United States is the most affected uh, country in the world by COVID-19. And when we hear all the stories, we pray for you. and. Um, uh, we uh, we pray that this pandemic will end soon and uh, people who lost their family members and uh, we also um, pray for those families and uh, I suppose to uh, six months back I uh, pastor Jay asked me to preach in um, uh, a flat rock church I supposed to be among with you uh, in the church but um you know Things changed because of the COVID-19. The whole world is uh, either shut down or locked down. Things changes. And uh, so many people's lives are affected. About half of the half of the, uh, the, the world has been shut down, either shut down or locked down. Somehow the, the, the whole world, people's lives and livelihoods has been affected. So this is the situation. Uh, I'm sure some of your lives, if not some of you, all of your lives been affected by this change. So imagine how much we plan. Um, when when uh, New Year begins, we all come up with the different, uh, uh, different resolutions, different plans, different uh, uh, a list of things that we want to accomplish in that area that, that year. I want to ask you this question. How many of your lives been affected in 2020 because of this COVID-19? I, I, I can say, if not all of you, most of your lives been affected, I can say, especially in America. I know I lived in America. Everybody punctual. They, they have a list of things and every minute is calculated. Every hour is calculated. Everything is calculated. Uh, that is why I was mentioning Pastor Jay asked me like seven months back for today. But things changed. Airplanes, uh, all, the, all the borders are closed. All countries, they close their borders. Airplanes are cancelled. Everything is cancelled. All the visa 
uh, embassies are cancelled, everything is cancelled. So things change drastically and a lot of unexpected things happening. How about when our plans get cancelled? How about some changes happen in our lives? What is the general response of us? Especially during this time of a period. As a Christian, what should be our response to what is going on in the world? What is going on? When, when unexpected things happen, as children of God, I want to tell this, when unexpected things happen, as children of God, we should be reminded that in Him, the Yahweh, the Lord, in Him we live, move, and have our being. Our today's scripture is from Acts 17, 16 to 34. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning realizing that we are utterly dependent upon you. Every breath we take, every move we make, and every the very existence of our lives is purely dependent upon you, and it is purely by your grace. And so thank you, Lord. We are grateful to you for your this life, and help us to understand how to react, how to respond to this situation. In Jesus' name I pray. When unexpected things happen, as children of God, we should be reminded that in Him we live and move and have our being. Acts 17 is one of the famous chapters in the New Testament. Paul, especially Paul's sermon in the Mars Hill, at the Mars Hill, the entire event of uh, this uh, sermon, entire event of Paul's visit Athens and what happened at the Athens is one of the best examples for apologetics. And uh, it shows the, uh, how somebody to approach. And so uh, this is well-known passage, but my main focus for today is to take all of us into look at this event in a bird's eye view and draw some applications in missional aspect especially taking the the covid 19s uh, uh, lockdown shutdown uh, uh, stay home um, situation into the consideration this in this chapter paul sets a best example how to react where a Christian when he's going through some unexpected things happening how a Christian should react Paul has the best example in this situation first of all let's see what is happening here first of all um, was 16 Paul was waiting let me read this now while Paul was waiting for them them that is Timothy and Silas at Athens, the, the spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. I want you to take note of, uh, uh, notice 
uh, the first sentence when while Paul was waiting what is he waiting for why is he waiting in Athens he was waiting for Silas and Timothy what made him to wait let's look at the let's take it let, let's let's go back and look into the the context just before the beginning of this chapter if we look at the beginning of the chapter 17 uh, was seven uh, chapter 17 was one the I'm sorry for the, the cop is uh, uh, the police is uh, uh, patrolling because they don't want people to go out so you can hear the voice I'm sorry for that and so chapter 17 was one originally Paul Paul was in Thessalonica but his plan from Thessalonica the next his schedule plan was to go to Corinth what happened there when he was in Thessalonica he was preaching to the Jews in Thessalonica and a lot of Jews coming to Christ but some Jews did not like the idea so they tried to threaten Paul and uh, they came to attack him when they came to attack him and some Thessalonians took him and dropped him Berea in a, in a city called a place called Berea in Berea when Paul was in Berea people in Berea were welcoming and they asked him to uh, when, so people were listening to him when he was preaching and people were coming to uh, know Christ when Thessalonian Thessalonian uh, uh, Jews heard that Paul was in Berea and converting people they started they came to they they were planning to come and attack Paul so the Berean believers came to know that okay the Paul was going to be attacked so they took him to Athens and dropped him at Athens but initially the Paul's plan was not Athens was not in Paul's plan at all it was unplanned location then what is Athens Athens was known the world over for its magnificent architecture and its literature philosophy science and Athens attracts intellectual people from all over the world and it was also a politically advanced a city it was a democracy democracy by then it was a it is still it was still considered the uh, cultural and uh, intellectual center of the Roman Empire he got stuck there he got stuck there and he, he has nothing to do and uh, he was by himself and when he looked around he saw the idols and he's, he was provoked I think you and me are in the same situation this COVID-19 because of the COVID-19 some countries locked down some countries are shut down some countries said um, stay home orders so somehow your plans my plans got interrupted we are in an unplanned location and so this is where uh, Paul some inner feelings coming out from Paul I mean this is where yeah, some inner feelings from us also come out so what happened to Paul uh, ESV says uh, his spirit was provoked and NIV says he was greatly distressed and the KJV says his spirit was stirred 
And when this kind of situations happen, we are left with two options, whether unholy provocation or holy provocation. Let me tell you what is unholy provocation. Unholy provocation is something that you get discouraged, distressed and complain and, uh, and, uh, or uh, get into depression and uh, you don't want to do anything. Whereas this, this is the state where you get influenced by the situation. Whereas the holy provocation is something that you react to the situation positively. Uh, so his mind was greatly excited. Instead Paul getting discouraged, he was actually pumped up, filled with spirit. He wanted to do something. He wanted to go and save those people. This is, uh, this is the attitude Paul was uh, showing as an example. So he wanted to go and bring them because they were going to darkness. They're living in darkness. So he, that is a holy provocation. So as children of God, we should be prepared to face some unexpected things in our lives. Some unexpected, uh, we, we may happen to be some uh, stuck in some unexpected locations. This is where our spirit, how this is where, this is, where our spirit, the, the, the Christian spirit should come out. So what is the spirit? The spirit of uh, the fruit of the spirit. Let me um, remind all of us the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5.22 is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is what we are called to uh, respond. This is this is what we supposed to. Um, uh, this is how we supposed to respond to the situations. That is what exactly Paul was doing. I would like to encourage all of us um, in these situations. We have to be reminded that in Him we live, move, and have our being. So let's look into the second situation. What he was he was facing. He he was uh, he was going to face see some unknown people he he got stuck there and this is the city is a famous city and there are so many people come and uh, we as we learned this is known for intellectuality it is known for culture it is known for business it is a huge city so he's got different kinds of people visiting to this city we can look into the text and um, we see uh, verse 17 and 18. So he reasoned in the synagogues, that is Jewish people, and with the Jews and the devout persons, some spiritual people, and in the marketplace every day with those who happen to be there. Some of the Epicureans and Stoic philosophers also also conversed with him. If we look into the, the uh, if we divide these, these categories, we can see um, the three types of people we can see. Sometimes God also uh, take us through the people like this, you know, different people. We, he, he, he has, uh, um, he, he make us move or he takes us to the people 
um, we may not know the purpose, but he knows. So let's look what kind of people uh, Paul is facing here. There are three types of people. Number one, common people. You know, these are these are just uh, religious common people you know, because he was preaching in synagogues and uh, he was preaching to the Jews and Jewish persons, the spiritual people, common people. And he was also preaching. He was also meeting people at marketplace. So business people, rich, uh, they, they came different parts of the world to the trading, trading people. So they happen to be there. And the third category is intellectual people. So some of the Epicureans, uh, Epicureans philosophy is uh, live happy, you know, uh, make money, live, eat, get married, enjoy your life and die. And so there is no sense of God's relationship between God and human. They think that there are some gods that exist, but these gods have nothing to do with uh, humans. So their gods have their own business, humans have their own business. So humans are supposed to make money, eat and enjoy. This is kind of mentality, materialistic mentality. Do you see some materialistic people around you? Are you materialistic by yourself? Are you spiritual? Are you businessmen? Or you see business people, common people. And then the, the other intellectual category is stoic people. These stoic uh, uh, people are, uh, believe in no emotion. They take pride in self-sufficiency. They see God in everything. They are the pantheistic uh, people. The pantheistic belief is something that they believe in uh, so many gods. It's a, it's a, uh, India is a pantheistic, Hinduism and the pantheistic religion. Um, let me give you some census of India. India has a 1.2 billion people in India. We have 1.2 billion people. Second largest populated country on the planet. Out of this 1.3 billion people, 80% of Indians are Hindus. What is Hinduism? Hinduism is a mixture of some 300,000 gods. It is almost equal to the US population. So can you imagine? So you put all the people in, in America together and that many gods Indians worship. That's, that's, that's Hinduism. And then we have 14% Muslim Islamic population and 2.5% Christianity and uh, the rest uh, are uh, uh, Buddhism, Jainism, Sikhism and different different religions in India. So the Stoics are similar to Hinduism. They have so many gods, so many beliefs, so much of uh, confusion within them. However, my point is this, Paul was not intimidated by the Stoics, the intellectuals, Paul was not intimidated by the rich people, the market, uh, the, the business people. Paul was intimidated by Jews. He was not intimidated by anybody. However, this is not his strength. This is not his greatness. This is not his uh, talent or this is not his speaking skills. It's not what I'm attributing it to because Paul himself confesses that in Romans 1, 16. For Paul says like this, 
for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes first to Jew then to the Gentile so Paul's Paul's power is in the gospel Paul's power is is in the in the word of God it is not his strength that is why he was not intimidated by anything anybody so what is this power in the gospel what makes it Christianity so different from all other religions there are so many religions but Christianity stands separate it is it is it is Christianity is one side all other religions are the other side what makes it so different what is the difference the major difference between Christianity and all other religions is the all other religions talk about what man can do to their God what man can bring to their God what what works man can do to impress their God what uh, good works man can do to get the merit so that he can go to uh, Swarga in Swarga in, in uh, Indian language means heaven what the man has to earn something in order to go to Swarga heaven but what makes it Christianity so different is that the God himself he came to earth he showed the grace you have you have nothing to do all your good works are filthy rags in the sight of God but it is God the father sent his own son to go to the go to earth to die on the cross to shed his blood for you and myself this is the power of the gospel this is the strength Paul is holding when he was standing in front of everybody so therefore my brothers I want you and me to be reminded that when we are into the situations when we get stuck in our family when we when we get stuck into uh, uh, our relatives or friends during this time you may be finding out an unknown person within your family you may be a brother a sister or you may be a, a spouse you may you may have your son's daughter living in your home but you may as you staying home and and knowing about each other spending time together you may be learning there's an unknown person within this person so therefore I want you to you and me to be reminded that we have a power of gospel with us so that we can reach out to these people I want to encourage all of us to be reminded of this power and this is exactly what Paul was uh, uh, holding this power and then this is what he is exactly presenting from 22 um, onwards verse 23 says for as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God what therefore you worship unknown this I proclaim to you so now he is coming with the un, he is coming he is introducing an unknown God to these people who is this unknown God is this unknown God a lot of God those gods in India the 300 million gods these gods we each one have a one particular speciality 
For example, there's a god, goddess for education. If you want education, you go to that particular goddess. There's a goddess for money. If you want money, you go to a particular uh, god. And you, when you, if you want rain, you go to somebody else. If you want something, somebody else. And so Jesus is a god of untouchables. So therefore, no other, no other castes. There's a caste system in India. That's subject for another day to time. But the caste system, they're untouchable caste. Jesus is known for known as untouchable God. But likewise, in the in this culture, they have different different gods for different purposes. But there's one God, unknown God. That God is Paul is presenting to them. So. Uh, this a uh, the, lot of theologians uh, 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 break down this sermon into four parts. I adapted that. Uh, the number one is a magnitude of God. Magnitude of God. Verse 24. The God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in the temples made by man. It is not, he's, he doesn't need our temples. That's why, I mean, it's, it's a great thing that we, we don't have to, um, we don't have to sit in the church to worship our God. Right now I'm preaching in an empty church. It's empty pews. Same way, you, we don't need a, oh, we, we don't uh, need a temple, but we can still worship because our God is only present. He's all, he's present everywhere. So therefore such a God we are worshiping. So I want to tell all of us, he's a great God, he's incredible God, he's an amazing God. He made world and everything in it. He's a creator God, he created everything. Since he is the Lord of heaven and earth, he doesn't fit in your small temples. Our God is a God who created heaven and earth and the entire universe in, 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 in seven days. Just with one word from his mouth created something seven days he created the whole universe such a powerful God we are worshiping such a powerful God I am serving that's what Paul was telling them so I want to I want help all of us to be reminded in this dangerous time in this pandemic outside you know everybody's scared Oh, what is going to my life? My job is, I lost my job. I lost this. You know, my, my life is messed up. I want to remind you, my brothers and sisters, that he is the God of creation. He is the Lord of heaven and earth. He has nothing impossible to him. There's nothing impossible to him. He can make everything possible to you. So therefore, what is your worry this morning? I want all of us to be encouraged that in him we live and move and have our being and the the second thing is his goodness of god verse 25 um nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath in everything so he is he is he gives life breath everything the very existence very breath you're taking at this moment is given by you by God this God this if, if God stopped this breathe the air there's no more of life so he is the he is a giver he is a generous God he 
he he's a generous god that he has a common grace he loves everybody equally therefore we have rain you know everything um sunlight rain you know all these things um, for free whether you are believer or not he's a provider god such a powerful god i'm worshiping that's what paul says and then the third thing is god this god is a sovereign the sovereignty of god verse 27 and 27 and the and he made from one man every nation all nations mankind to live on all the face of the earth having determined allotted periods and the boundaries of their dwelling place that they should seek God and perhaps feel their way towards him and find him. Yet he is actually not far from each one of us. See, even though he is such a powerful God, he is so all-powerful, all almighty God, he, he created nations so that he, he established the governments and so that we will have peaceful life. When we are living a peaceful life, we may find him. That's what his intention. He, he doesn't need us because he's the creator of everything, but he still wants us to seek him. That is the God. Um, he is all powerful. He establishes governments and um, your government, my government is established by him. So therefore, you see, my brothers and sisters, he's a, he's a magnificent God. He's huge. And he's a good God. And he's also a sovereign God. Therefore, in him, you and I will live and move and have our being. I want you to, I want this to sink into our hearts. And then, uh, and then he didn't stop there. Then he was showing that uh, more uh, to God's nature. Um, was 27, uh, sorry, 29, God, glory of God. We are his offspring. We are his children. We are created in his image and likeness. See, God created us in his image and likeness so that we may represent him on the earth. In the olden days, when there's a, a king, uh, uh, in order to show, represent his kingdom, uh, the boundaries, the king would put a, a big statue of himself, like you can still, now, nowadays you can still see North Korea, the father came and the son came, they both have huge statues. The same way in the olden days, Mm, the kings used to put their statues. So imagine God created you and me in his likeness and his image and he wanted us to fill the earth as a representatives in his image. We, in other words, we are his image bearers filling the earth to represent him as this is his kingdom. That's the glory of God. That's that huge is his glory of God. And then finally, grace of God. The time of ignorance, God overlooked. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness 
by man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from dead. Finally, such a God, such a huge, powerful God, came to us, showed his love, and rescued us from his death, and gave us eternal life. In order to give us eternal life, he gave his only son to die for us. And then as an assurance that we will also raise him, raise with him like Jesus, he raised his son from the dead. So you and I are going to face a judgment one day, but we will be judged with the works of Jesus. But those who believe in Jesus will be judged with the works of Jesus. But those who do not believe in Jesus will be judged by their own works. If you're still seeking the Lord, if you're still not getting what, what Jesus has done for you, I want to encourage you to this, encourage this morning to, to know that he has died for you on the cross. And he is welcoming you. He is giving you time to seek him, to know him, to come to him. So my dear brothers and sisters, if you are already know Christ and you are a believer, I want you to, you and me to be uh, reminded in every minute, every second that in him we live and move and have our being. Therefore, we react to things accordingly. As, as his children. That's why when unexpected things happen, as children of God, we supposed to react and we supposed to be reminded that in him we live, move and have our being and we represent him to our friends, our family and relatives, including ourselves. We, we represent him to ourselves, the Holy Spirit works in our hearts. Thank you so much. Um, let's pray.